0: I'm Connor, and I'm Campbell, and welcome to Real Geeks, the show where we talk about movies and stuff.
1: Guys, last episode, we talked about um, Shang-Chi, and this time we decided to switch things up. We're going to be talking about uh, a movie called 12 Angry Men uh, from the 50s, 1957, Um, and how we came, how we chose this movie um, was that uh, both of us joined... Uh, film societies at our respective schools um, and my film society we screened Dr. Strangelove which is one of uh, Stanley Kubrick's uh, older movies um, and Connor's uh, film club he actually recommended they screen this movie and then this is what they ended up voting on so
0: yes so um, for those of you that don't that haven't been keeping up to date Campbell and I are both at school. So, like Campbell said, we both joined our clubs. Um I I think I've went to two meetings cuz I didn't find out about it until um not last week. I, yeah, the week uh, a week prior to last Thursday was my yeah, t- two weeks from this past whatever, you get what I'm saying. Not last Thursday, but Thursday before that was the first meeting I went to. Um Funny thing, funny enough, I I heard about it in the campus newspaper, which I'm probably one of the the only people that reads it. Five people that read it on the campus. I just find it interesting, but I didn't know that. Like, I knew there was one, but from mm-hmm. what I whatever from what I read about it, it seemed to be more oriented towards making movies, which is not which is fun, I guess. But I'm more obviously, I'm more interested in talking about them mm-hmm. and actually watching them. Um. I think what was online was out of date because when I read it in the paper, it was like almost the exact same as this. What we've got going on here. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go check that out. And then then I went that night, and we watched. Um, oh, what was the name of it? Campbell, the
1: the host, right?
0: The host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The host by Bong Joon Ho.
1: Wait, tell of me how. Paper. Tell me about how you thought about it. Cause like I haven't seen it, but just kind of sell it to me because I'm um, kind of interested in watching it
0: i would definitely recommend it Uh um it's got this you know it's got the same it's got the dad from parasite
1: yeah song or Kango song yeah yeah
0: and he's pretty cool it's definitely i don't i I don't i didn't like it as much it sometimes it comes across as as cheesy Mm -hmm. um I, don't, I like I sometimes I don't I'm not sure whether it's taking itself seriously or, or not or I, I it's a little uh, but I mean I guess that is his style from what I've gathered with a lot of his movies like there's weird humor you know what I mean Yeah he
1: he has a very like distinct sense of humor it's sort of like it's all it's like a dark all his movies are kind of like dark comedies um at least yeah. from what I'm gathering about the host I also watched recently watched Memories of Murder which is, I think he made it right before the host, but it's also, like, it's really, like, gritty and stuff, but it's also, like, weirdly funny at times. So, yeah that's, exactly. sort of, that's sort of his style. And, and with Parasite, too, like, the whole first half is fairly funny. So, he's got a very oh, even distinct Even the stuff character. that's,
0: like, bad is not, is, like, it's still not, it's almost like not taking, you're not supposed to take it entirely seriously.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's also so, sort of, like, a a social type yep commentary type film
0: yeah Then that's definitely the host was definitely like that it was um it did seem busy it was very busy like there was a lot of stuff going on and it seemed you'd think it would be going in one direction but like like because it, it's supposed to be social commentary kind of and then it's also like it's just got a lot of layers to it and so it's like not like christopher nolan layers but just like it goes this direction and then it goes this direction and then th- this happens. Like there's just a lot. It seems very busy. That was like mm-hmm. my biggest gripe with it. Um, and then yeah, I think that was about it. It was just it was just definitely very interesting. I don't know if I would. I probably wouldn't watch it again unless I was like showing it to someone else for the first time.
1: Well, it's um, cool because maybe was... like you would you wouldn't have watched it if not have been you gone to the.
0: Oh, yeah, probably, if, I, it I probably would have watched it. But I probably wouldn't have watched it, uh, obviously, when I did. Yeah, which is yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. another reason why I joined the club. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'd probably watch it... I'd, I'd, I'd watch it again for the sake of, like, okay, let's... Now that I know how it went the first time, let's watch this. Uh, like, like, trying a new food, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, you gotta enjoy it. Yeah, watching... Because that's the one thing I've kind of come across. Like, watching movies the second time around... Because I know some people who, like... For example, my... Uh, is it? Yeah, my mom, and there's other people I know too. But like, they can only watch a movie once, and they'll never have any interest in watching it again. Like once you've seen it, you've seen it. Yeah, I can't imagine. But that. like, but like for me, and I guess for you as well, like yeah, it's just, it just feels like a normal thing to watch movies more than once because you can like your first time you experience it, and it's like whoa, and then the second time you could really like enjoy it because you know it's coming, and then you can kind of watch it from a different point of view. So, uh,
0: yeah, and it's like. Yeah. I think I I'm I'm not one to I don't that's the other thing about these episodes is like when we watch movies for the first time I I feel like sometimes it would be even better to have an p- episode after watching it twice.
1: Exactly yeah especially yeah I agree with that.
0: So and that's what makes some of these episodes unique is cuz it's like okay these are our f- initial responses which more mm-hmm. than likely will change. Like if I watch Shang-Chi again if I watch 12 Angry Men again um it, it's going to change. Yeah. Um so I just think that that's definitely interesting. I will say before I continue. Um uh I, my timer for my laundry is going to go off in 13 minutes. So I think oh. we will continue co- discussing um our clubs it, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to t- Yeah, we'll cut it off and then you guys aren't gonna have to deal with the time break, but I just want to let you guys know when, when it cuts off that's what we' are what's what's going on
1: and then we'll jump straight into twelve angry Man after the time goes off, but um yes, yeah so yeah it's it's because like um well, I don't know what I was gonna say bong Jun ho, oh yeah, I did watch speaking of bong Jun ho, I did watch parasite for like the fifth time. And I actually have to end up watching it a sixth time for the class I'm taking, but I'm just, I'm probably not gonna watch it a sixth time. But yeah, I watched it, it for a fifth time. There's no reason to. No, I, because even like, there's still tiny little edits that I kind of picked up on um, that I didn't the previous times. But it's just a really yeah. rewatchable movie. I really enjoy it. Um, I mean, I'm
0: like, remember, I've told you, I've watched 1917 like four or five times.
1: And you like pick up on all like the places where they edit like the the, the, the oh, different cuts yeah. between. Yeah.
0: So. That's the other thing is like when you watch movies a bunch of times, you start to notice things you never notice. Like, again, the, when I watched Back to the Future, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have noticed it this before because I hadn't watched it since finishing Twin Peaks. But what's his name? Um, Isn't it? Uh, remember I sent you the picture?
1: Uh Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his Billy Zane, right? or Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have noticed it. But like I said, I wouldn't have noticed it before finishing the show. But I mean, there's always something new to pick up on.
1: Here's an, an interesting quote, or a, a, like a saying, I think it's an a, a ancient Chinese saying, or just some, I don't, it's, it's <laughs> I think it's Chinese. No, I know. I literally think it's Chinese. Okay, um, but I was like, what? I, I'm not being racist, I, I swear, I think it's Chinese. But it's, no man steps into the same river twice, for it's not the same river and he's not the same man. So it kind of speaks wow. to how every time we ex- experience a film, uh, we're not uh you know we we've we change as people and therefore the film sort of changes with us uh i, I promise I don't, i'm so not <laughs> i'm not being i'm not being uh racist I, it, it literally is a chinese uh saying but yeah sort of like i don't know it's just it's just kind of cool how like movies kind of oh. change as we change
0: oh for sure and it, i was thinking about this the other day Is, is like the characters that i used to like a ama- like i used to watch movies when i was little and it's like Oh, this character's in high school. Like, oh, that's gonna be so crazy to be in high school. And like now, I'm older than the characters. Yeah, it's like weird. Like they're not.
1: Okay, I I I take it back. It is a Greek philosopher that that said. Wow, that quote. wow. Is this a Chinese? Is because the filmmaker that quote that like quoted it was he's a Chinese filmmaker. So I was assuming like, and he said uh-huh. like, as the saying goes, this. So I was like, okay, it's probably Chinese, but it's uh-huh. actually from uh a uh greek philosopher so my bad
0: wow and I, what was i saying? oh yeah like it's just interesting like these characters that i have followed along with that would have always that have been older than me for so mm-hmm. long and now i'm older than they are like like i don't it's just so it's just interesting it's kind of that's kind of like a random like oh duh obviously they are but it's just like and that is kind of weird
1: thing. yeah like we um, kind of outgrow
0: yeah like, they are Greg- staying the same age kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Do you want to tell them about what you, remember when you texted me at, like, one of the first film meetings, what those uh,
1: people Oh, yeah, yeah, about. so, so I guess Connor sort of plugged, uh, what's it called, Chapel, or, uh, what's it called NC State Film Society, what's it called?
0: Yeah, that's what it is.
1: NC State, so we have Chapel Hill Film Society. <laughs> the better one. And uh, we now,
0: about tell them what you said. They're not gonna think it's what they said. They're not gonna think it's well,
1: okay, so it's it's a bit more pretentious and snobby. Uh, which is I kinda like that. But we watched the first thing we watched it was a short film called Meshes of the Afternoon. Um uh the Meshes yeah, Meshes of the Afternoon. Uh directed by uh, Maya Darren and her I think her husband. Uh but it's it's, it's a fifteen minute short film from nineteen forty three. Um, and cool. there's absolutely no sound. You can actually look it up online if you if you're interested. Just watch it. It's really weird. It's like, um, don't know how to exactly describe it, but it's it sort of feels like watching a dream or like a, a lucid dream. Uh, but basically, the premise is this woman's coming, like she's going to her home, and she kind of sees things moving around, and she sees a mysterious figure. This sounds
0: uh, very she.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, I think gives off kind of your it but it's also like a very feminist film um mm. which is kind of interesting because the, the filmmaker is a woman and it's, it came out 1943 but uh kind of the i don't know you have to watch it and you'll you'll under when i say it's a feminist film you'll understand once you watch it because it kind of plays with certain genres and has sort of interesting themes so oh yeah it is and i just i just looked up meshes of the afternoon and the first thing that comes up says how david lynch was influenced by maya darren's uh meshes of the afternoon so yeah you yeah. Right. Lynchy too, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um Anyway. Yeah.
0: What were you what you were getting to the, the point with you were setting up exposition for what you said that they said.
1: Uh wait, what, you, know, who said? you know what I'm talking about, right? No, 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 what are you talking about?
0: Well you told me that they one of the guy one of the people some of the people in your group. You overheard oh conversation?
1: no! no, Okay, that that was my film class. That's separate from the film society. So oh, in...
0: I still think that's relevant to mention. I think it was funny. You should. See oh, yeah, that.
1: it is kind of funny. So I'm in film theory class, um, and I overheard a conversation of these kids behind or these. I think they're they're probably grads. They're it's a grads level class. On the
0: podcast and they're listening to and, us right now. Yeah,
1: and then they like uh give us bad reviews. But yeah, he was like, <laughs> I think he was talking about. I don't know what he was talking about. I think it was. Oh, yeah, we were watch- we were talking about Moonlight. We were watching Moonlight. And then we were discussing the movie. And then this guy was like, Alright, so Moonlight, this uh, movie... <laughs> I mean, I mean, this film. And he, like, corrected himself. And I was like, oh my gosh. Whatever.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Moonlight is a good
1: movie.
0: I gotta see it. I've been meaning to. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, the on TikTok, where it's, like, the film nerd, like, where they're making fun of, like...
1: Yeah, like, it's that's so what cringy. See
0: in, like a pair, like a, like
1: a. But no, I don't, I'm not sure if he was being like ironic though, because the way he was speaking, it almost sounded it like might ironic. Been. I I think he was being ironic, but okay, like I... it it rode that it rode that fine line where you couldn't tell if he was being ironic <laughs> or not. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I thought he would be kind of aware, but I don't know. But anyways, yeah, that's it's in... Cool. An... yeah. So film society, um, we watched that, and then we watched Doctor Strange Love, like I said. And then next mm-hmm. meeting we're going to watch uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's like a Halloween oh, kind of spooky inspired thing. So we voted on that and then we're going to watch this Japanese movie called House uh which I've heard a lot about and I I'm, I'm definitely more excited to watch House than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But
0: uh I haven't seen it. I th- I want to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Yeah, that, that uh from what I've heard it's like famous for like not being gory but it's still very disturbing like they intentionally don't show things and it makes it more disturbing or something like that but um Mm -hmm. yeah
0: all right yeah the next I think when we're watching we we don't have a meeting Thursday Mm -hmm. um because oh I don't something was going on I don't remember if it has to do with oh our Mm -hmm. fall breaks this weekend so maybe that was it I don't think so I don't know. Something's going on. I think something's going on this Thursday, so we don't have a meeting. But the next meeting, next Thursday, we're watching a Spanish-language film, but I can't remember what it's called. I know Roma was in the runnings.
1: Oh, we, wait. Uh, oh, you don't, don't remember what it was called?
0: No. I, I don't remember. We talked about it. I was looking in the group chat. They didn't text. Usually, they text when what, the, what it is, but I don't remember what they said.
1: Huh. I'm interested. Because, like... The yeah, only I'll have Span- to let you know. Yeah, you have to let me know because the only Spanish language movie I've I, I've seen some in Spanish class, like we but they weren't. We watched one that was actually really bad. Um, it was kind of like a melodrama and it was really bad. But uh, a and good I one. Look I looked
0: these up on Letterboxd, and people recommended them, so they seemed like they would be pretty um
1: good. Right? Yeah. I wonder this if it's by. Well. Um let's see, i Quaron, because I know he directed Roma, and then he also directed Children of Men, which is um, I haven't seen, but uh, that's supposed to be a pretty f- good movie, and then oh, John. Yeah, remember Children of Men, we also talked about Children of Men in our film class, but um yeah, we uh I, a Spanish language movie I've seen that I really liked is Pan's Labyrinth, which uh-huh. is directed by Guillermo del Toro, but I really like that um you might it might be that one because that's a really famous. I don't think
0: so. no no it, it's, pan- these are I'd never heard of any of these except Roma.
1: Oh, okay, it might be by like I don't know a lot of Spanish filmmakers admittedly. Neither so like
0: did, yeah, it wasn't it, like I looked up a Letterbox and I remember it. I, I, I actually maybe I didn't. I'll I'll follow up with you and let you know. Also, we have about three minutes before my timer. Okay. Um, so just to round things out, um. So, yeah, my I've been to two meetings, so I haven't gotten a good gauge for my club. Do you guys all just sit into like I, I, what is the setup when you guys watch a movie? Are you so, in, like an auditor like in a like a mini auditorium like with a big projector at the front or like what?
1: yeah, so for us, um there's a, like an auditorium that we go to, and then they kind of give a little brief spiel about it, and then we watch it, and then like we all we go up to like the front and, like we discuss it, but uh-huh. yeah, I went with my roommate Jonathan. Um, and we watched Doctor Strange Love uh, gotcha. the other day. So, how is your setup?
0: Yeah. So we have like a mini, like auditorium kind of thing. Like it's just a, a big, a bunch of like theater esque seats, and then a projector at the front. And mm-hmm. then we all watch the movie. And then at the end, everybody raises. They ask a couple questions, and then raise hands, and everybody talks about it. And at the end of the meeting, they vote on what we're doing next.
1: That yeah, what we sort of do the same thing. I think for ours, like the thing they said is like. The goal of the clubs is just kind of like watch movies you'd watch in like film class, but without like the the dis the film work related and stuff like that. Yeah, the work and then like, uh, making it accessible to like all people and not just like film gotcha. scholars, or whatever. So I mean, I really like that. So
0: yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a similar scope here. We also apparently are going to start making. They gave us like a prompt last week, so I think we're going to start making stuff.
1: Okay. So yeah, we have. To see how it goes. There's a separate club here called like Carolina film association that they like their thing is making movies, but I didn't join that because I think this is
0: the only one. So this, they, okay.
1: Yeah. Like the film society watches movies and the film association makes movies. So I'm just part of the film society. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think this one says it's like, um, time to announce our short first short film prompt. These shorts will be presented at our meeting on October 28th. Prompt is dialogue rules, no music time. One to five minutes. And you can work with... I think you can work with whoever. um, Oh, so it's about dialogue? Yeah.
1: Oh, and it's no music, so that kind of uh, ties in with what we're talking about today, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) Yes. What a segue. I've got one minute till the timer. So, anyway, um, after I go get my laundry, which will be instantaneous for you all, we are going to discuss 12 Angry Men, which I watched last Thursday in my film meeting.
1: Yes, so, and I've seen I've um, seen it once before, not too long ago, yeah. but so I'll uh, be
0: doing a lot of content-wise I'll probably be talking a lot, but um just to get because Campbell might need a little refresher, mm-hmm. but um to like discuss I found it very interesting. I actually really liked it. So we will be back shortly. All right, I have returned. Um, like,
1: just like Twin Peaks did 20 years later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got, I got my laundry, and now we're back to talk about the movie. Um, Campbell has an interesting, good, Uh, what do you call it? Pre-discussion statement.
1: Oh yeah, this is before, this is like the why you should watch it part, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So, Twelve Angry Men. Don't let the fact that it's from 1957. Don't let that turn you away, because I think this is an excellent movie. Um, it's a very simple plot, but it's executed extremely well, and I think it almost goes like above and beyond, um, what it kind of set out to do. Uh, directed by Sidney Lumet. This was actually his first, his first f- uh, feature film, because before this, he was, um, I believe like a television director. Uh, but yeah, this is his first feature film, and he went on to make other kind of crime and courtroom drama type films. Like that was sort of his thing. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of like Serpico? He directed Serpico.
0: I've yeah, I think I have heard of that.
1: Um, yeah. So, yeah. So this was his first feature film. Start. It stars. Uh, I think every actor. I don't know. I don't know them except for Henry Fonda. But uh, most of them were also like kind of big in like television shows as well. So it was sort of like an ensemble cast in terms of like television, uh like courtroom nice actors thing. and stuff like that. So um yeah, but the film Twelve Angry Men is was selected as the second best courtroom drama after Tell Mockingbird by the AFI. And it's um I think it's on like the IMDB like top twenty five movies or whatever list, top two fifty. Is mm-hmm. it two fifty or twenty five? It's it's some number.
0: I'm well, not sure.
1: One of the two. And then it's also it's also been preserved by the uh, or it's been registered by the the U.S. National Film Registry, uh, in the Congress and all that. So, it's a pretty significant movie. I think it's it's well it well deserves it's the uh, the praise is well warranted. I think.
0: I will. I also am going to mention. Um. I looked it up, and I give Rotten Tomatoes a lot of grief, but this it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So. Um.
1: I mean if you could describe this w- movie in one word what what word would you use Connor?
0: Um not guilty. No, just kidding, that's two words. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's like I I, I don't think it's that kind of um, I guess dramatic. That's a I mean that's a pretty basic Dram- word. Dramatic. I, I feel that's like, pretty basic. I don't <laughs> know.
1: Well, I mean, I'd say like I think it's like a thrilling I mean the interesting thing is the movie the whole movie takes place in basically Not like one roll
0: your eyes dramatic like there's well, oh yeah
1: yeah yeah I know what you mean but I'm just saying like yeah
0: tense I don't know
1: yeah tense yeah tense is a good word um but yeah like the whole movie's set in this one room and it's just these 12 guys um and they're angry they're very angry and they're all males uh but anyways, yeah. So they yeah, and
0: you don't actually don't have to watch it now. It's fine. I think we covered all our bases.
1: So like you think that this is kind of and and basically the whole, uh, the whole conflict is just dialogue based. So they're they're just talking. So you think it makes for like a kind of yeah, they're they're having a, their own podcast in this little room, just kind of like we are.
0: Yeah, uh, they're having a Socratic seminar
1: okay okay um so yeah you expect it to be somewhat maybe uh i don't know boring basic the, ba- or basic yeah but the film's actually uh, quite thrilling um yeah. it's also it's also i think engaging as well i mean we use that word a lot but i think good films are engaging um this film engages with the audience oh no definitely raises a bunch of interesting questions and uh very much ahead of its time because this was released in 1957 um this is sort of kind of on the cusp of the civil rights era and all that. Um, but the themes that the the movie deals with, uh, including the themes of, like, prejudice, um, as well as the fact that, like, uh, I don't know, it's a courtroom drama. It just That, that whole kind of vibe uh, kind of puts it ahead of its time, I think. And it's uh, you know, it's regarded as one of the uh, I don't know, like a great courtroom drama or whatever. So and it, anyways like if that's not enough to convince you to watch I don't know what will be. I think uh you should definitely watch it's, it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely and it's not like a film No, Just it's not it was,
1: it's so accessible. It, like anyone can no, watch yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just cuz it's six, what is it? 60 years old and in black and white doesn't mean it's like a film person Yeah, movie.
1: it's not a snobby movie. It's not like Meshes of the Afternoon like we were talking about earlier. Like it's very like accessible. Anyone can enjoy it and I think it's all anyone can take I think people, anyone, could take something out of it, and like, I would you say it's a feel good movie? Because I think, um, in a in a way, it's sort of. I mean, in a way, it definitely isn't. But then, in another way, it kind of is. Yeah, that
0: is true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we can
0: dive deeper into it.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll dive deeper into it. But yeah, I think anyone can watch it and enjoy it. It's not it's not like a acquired Mm-mm. taste or like a no, uh, like a weird movie. It's very accessible.
0: As that as that guy was saying, it's 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 more of a movie. It's not. It's, I don't even know. Just shut.
1: Just shut up. Shut up.
0: Wow, I'm the one that's I'm I I tell you to shut up. That's how this works. Just
1: well, kidding. the the tables have turned, just like oh. the the tables turned at the in mm. the jury room. Okay, wow. that was that was not good. Okay, that
0: was amazing. <laughs> anyway, right. so if you haven't seen Twelve Angry Men, I would recommend you definitely go ahead and do that now, and then come back because we're about to discuss.
1: All right. Three, two, one, go. So, the premise of this movie is that, I mean, you probably already know, but we're going to summarize it anyway. There's this this kid, um, but we never see him. I think he, maybe you no, see him he's like He's in once. the beginning. He's in the beginning once. Um, and he's being tried for murder. And if he. Uh, and the jury has to come to a consensus. And then if they uh, get a majority. Oh, well, no, it's all or nothing, right? So, if if yeah, they all vote. All or nothing. Yeah. So, uh, if they all vote. that he's guilty, he's gonna get uh put in the electric chair and given the death Mm -hmm. sentence. Um, and then if it's a hung, if it's like not a majority, if it's not, yeah, if it's not a majority, the hung jury. They can't decide. Yeah, it's a hung jury. Yeah. So, um, and going in, it's these twelve just random dudes. Angry twelve angry men. Twelve angry men. Yes, going into this this hot jury room. It I think it's important because the the movie's set during the summer, right? So. Definitely, and they kind of—they yeah. kind of make a big deal that this room has no air conditioning and no fans, and these guys are hot and sweaty and angry. Um, so there's kind of like a, a, a very uh, interesting energy uh, to this to this uh, this room and the dynamic between the people in it. Uh, they're very—I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> they're <laughs> all—they're uh, all hot uh, and angry and sweaty they're, and they're curious. Like that, they're
0: males and uh there's 12 of them
1: yes but anyways yeah so there's there's 12 random guys and the fate of this the fate of this young boy is in their hands and so we kind of get to see this uh yeah we know they're angry they're furious
0: the furious five
1: okay anyways but uh the the um we learned that one of the jurors who's played by henry fonda um oh no so they take a vote at the beginning they're like, okay. what <laughs> did you say donda <laughs> Hen- henry donda okay yeah, so i'm henry- done i'm done so okay so Henry. okay so at the beginning they all come into this room right and they uh they take a vote um on how many of them think that he should be voted guilty and then how many of them uh not guilty and then henry donda henry fonda is the only one to uh to vote not guilty. And so the whole premise of the movie is him slowly winning each of the men over and revealing yes. things. And eventually he gets the moral victory and they vote not guilty. So that's kind of like, Indeed. The, that's the the whole movie. So very simple, but it's executed extremely well.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, so I want to get into it. because So obviously the biggest part of this is the dialogue, because like, obviously the set doesn't really change. And yeah, no. there's... I mean, the plots, I mean, the plots, I mean, they're in their talk. The talking is the plot. Yes. Um. I just found it. It, it gave me, it's kind of like when you are in a room and I don't know, you overhear a conversation and there's clearly like drama or something. And you do that whole thing where you're like, you look at one person and then they make a retort. And then you look at the next person and then they make a retort. And you're just kind of like looking back and forth, seeing what everybody's saying. Just take you can, it all in.
1: It's like you're going into a room and you know, like stuff's about to get, like stuff's about to go down. You know, it's exactly
0: like,
1: because you know the atmosphere is hot. These guys are angry, and you know, like <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you keep saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like okay, there's twelve of them. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, you know, stuff's about to get go down.
0: Um, yeah, and it's like I know I joked about the Socratic seminar thing, but like it, it, it definitely has the same like oh like your teacher came in and told you to talk about gun control or something like there's definitely there's tension yeah there's definitely tension and it's like you can't help but like you're you are i I mean i remember when it started i was had my eyes i was glued to it from the moment it it started And and part of
1: that has to do with oh keep on
0: oh i was just gonna say that's like the it that's just so much credit to the actors like They were just did such a good job of like keeping the the pace and keeping up the intrigue the entire time
1: yeah i think performance is definitely a big part of the movie um we don't i don't think we should talk about performance that much but each of the 12 guys uh they're very expressive their faces are very expressive um and you know like when you they're they're definitely more than just caricatures i feel like i mean while some of them are sort of two-dimensional they all kind of seem like regular human beings from this era so like that just makes it more interesting that adds a level of realism because like oh yeah these guys don't act like for the most part they don't act like caricatures they act um they kind of you know they shift sides they they act like normal human beings. they share
0: doubts all that kind of stuff they
1: have doubts so um and each of them have different backgrounds so like as the film goes on you like learn a different like the different backgrounds of each of the jurors so again it gives another level of depth so i think yeah the performances of each of the jurors is definitely uh part of what makes the movie work
0: yeah i will say um it's like you go back to like the realism aspect of it because like one of the first conversations like they have a whole conversation about baseball and i thought it was pretty funny because um one of the jurors the one that is like he remember the guy that said he was like from the streets and all that kind of stuff yeah and he's like, they're talking about baseball, and he says he's like an Orioles fan. And I, my family's from like Maryland, uh, and then the guy, the the guy is like giving him a bunch of grief. And it's like, well, times times don't change, I guess. Everybody <laughs> hates the Orioles, even Ori. I mean, I don't even, I haven't even kept up with them because they've just been so, they've just not been the best.
1: The Orioles but fans just, hate hate the Orioles.
0: I, I mean, I'm not gonna make a statement for everybody. I don't think that's necess- I don't think that's true. But it's like uh-huh. I think, um. They definitely haven't been very good. And they've got a reputation of not being very good. Like, when I mm. tell people, like, I like the Orioles, which is, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm from there, so it's just like, that's my team. Yeah. It was basically the same kind of thing as what happened at the beginning of this thing. and he's like, oh, an Orioles fan. And I think later on it came up, like, the guy was, the guy that said he was an Orioles fan, like, made a point about the case. And then he was like, oh, coming from the... <laughs> the that's you know, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The Orioles fan.
0: Yeah. I just so I just thought that was funny. I mean, here we are, sixty years later. Not much has changed. And then back then, they were actually—I mean, they were better than they are now. <laughs> but I just thought that was a funny little thing. Um, it definitely feels older than it is. I will say. Uh,
1: you mean the the film? I mean, feels-
0: like like this, like the, um, like the setting.
1: To hmm. me, I don't expand know. On, just, expand on that. What do you mean?
0: Like it felt like. Not too much older, but like maybe like ten years older. Like I, I maybe it was also because it was in black and white. It just didn't uh. feel like it was almost nineteen sixty to me. I don't know.
1: I mean, when did uh? Let's see, nineteen sixties. 1960s... Oh no, not, it's it came out nineteen fifty seven, right? So when when do you think uh? Like around what time period are you thinking then?
0: I mean, I guess it does. I, I just but, like I was thinking like like late fo- I, like maybe like ten years prior. Like I don't know. It just seemed. Hmm. I think that part of that was also black and white, and like not the movie itself, just like the setting of the movie. Um,
1: It has a very like the sort of theatrical feel to it as well.
0: That too, like that also made it feel because it was it was originally a A stage play, right? Or yeah,
1: yeah. So and the kind of way plays part of it. The way it plays out is also very like the like. I can easily just see this like um, someone just converting to like a, a into like a stage. Is it stage uh, play instead of like screenplay? Like, um, I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I, this could be easily reproduced into like a, a play for like theater. Oh, and it, so.
0: that's my point. is, like it was. That's yeah, why yeah. Went. It wasn't It like, and it was on TV too, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think he originally made it on TV and then he like directed it as a, a film.
0: Yeah. And the um, movie's not long, too long either.
1: Yeah, it's fairly short. Which,
0: and that's the other thing, is it felt long, but not like, okay, when is this going to be over long? Like,
1: but it's like you're like, you. I don't know, you like actively I got you're like lost so in, in it. Yeah, yeah.
0: That I didn't even know realize it was only an hour and a half.
1: And the and the crazy thing is like the whole movie just is set around this one table. Oh, exactly. in this I one think room. that's all the
0: other thing is like that's why it made it feel so long too, is because you're kinda that. you're literally in this room for an hour and a half and there's no cuts.
1: So it almost yeah, so like in terms of that, there's definitely a realism in, in that you're like uh there are no cuts and you're kind of in this room with them in the moment. I mean, obviously there are cuts, but for the most yeah. part, you're you're in this room with these guys and you're watching this whole conversation play out um very in, in chronological in like a chronological manner. So uh yeah, it feels very grounded and it's it feels very spontaneous and like you don't know what's coming next. Um, that sort of feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Who would you say, besides Henry Fonda, because I feel like that's, I mean, for me, that would be my favorite, What's your favorite, like, juror, not, not like, as a person, just as a, who, the most interesting character, I mean, whatever, you can change the question up as, as much as you want.
1: Um, again, I haven't seen the movie in a while, so I can't really pick any, like, specific one out. I'm trying to remember who the different, I, I remember there's, um. Uh, so I can
0: break it down for you if you want. Yeah, but yeah. So then obviously Henry Fonda's juror, well, I'll, I'll
1: Henry juror number
0: one, shut up, juror number one is the guy that was at the front of the table and he was kind of orchestrating the whole thing and like, oh
1: yeah, yeah, him. Mm-hmm.
0: He had his jacket off from the beginning and was like, he was the one leading the votes and stuff like that. So that's why yeah. he was juror number one. Um, Juror number two was like <laughs> a really quiet like guy with the, the glasses on and he had like a funny voice
1: oh the, the, yeah the weird the high voice right
0: yeah 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 and then juror number three was the really angry thing and i did it again <laughs> like the guy that kept yelling and was like and it stuck it out till the end
1: yeah i think he was probably he's definitely the the second most interesting one out of yeah for sure yeah and who are the other ones four was
0: number four was the guy with the uh glasses and they were talking there was that whole thing where yeah the with, his, with his was talking to him about the glasses that made the indents on his face
1: yeah yeah I remember that and
0: he was also one of the last ones to um, convert say that yeah say that he was not guilty number mm-hmm. five was the Orioles fan who was from the like who said he was from the slums oh
1: yeah.
0: number six is um, he was kind of insignificant he was actually Cool. he was um I don't know how to describe him he was yeah I don't know I don't know how to describe him you'd have to look which, him up Edward Bins.
1: um I don't really remember him to be honest
0: yeah I think he was one of the less memorable ones yeah um he might have, no I don't think he was the guy that was talking about the base about baseball but that was okay. That was him. Um, number seven. Was who was number seven? He's not even coming up. Anyway, I guess we'll go to the next one. Number seven. Number eight was Henry Fonda.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, no, no. Number seven was the guy that had the hat and the jacket.
1: Oh, like and he the... was like, really
0: impatient and wanted to get to the baseball game. Oh, okay. Um, Number eight was Henry Fonda's character. Like he didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number nine. yeah. He was just like at one point he like casted his vote not guilty just so they could be done. Yeah. And then one, and then number nine is the old guy. Okay. And then number ten was the was like the racist like prejudiced guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then eleven was the guy that had the accent with the mustache.
1: He was the immigrant. I remember him, right? Yeah. He was like, yeah, he was an immigrant.
0: And then 12 was like the salesman guy that was like, yeah, I I, I don't really remember him that much. He had like, he kind of gave off like a Clark Kent, like outfit. He had like a Clark Kent. Oh yeah. I think I
1: I do remember that. But
0: big frame glasses.
1: Yeah. I think juror three, Lee J Cobb, he was definitely, I think he was like the second most important one. So he's probably next to Henry Fonda, the most interesting one.
0: I will say one of the things that they mentioned in the film thing, which film meeting, which was very, I think was very significant, was each character got like their own, um, spotlight and their own, um, mo- basically monologue through the thing, like through the movie, I think. Didn't Wouldn't you say?
1: Or in that each kind of had their own, mo- their, their own moment. Um, yeah. So I guess do each of them sort of maybe reflect like a different... Uh, I don't know, perspective, or a different sort of, like, type of person, right? Are they all... I think so. So they're all sort of, not caricatures, but um, kind of stand-ins for different types of people, or... Um, I don't know, because, yeah, I mean, some of them are, are... Like, obviously, there's the the older guy, the elderly guy, and then there's the... Um, yeah, like, they all have their background. So, yeah, I think, yeah, they do each have their own little moment to kind of shine, and then give their own, like, point of view. And then they either uh they either change or i don't know they all end up changing though so yeah you kind of can kind of yeah. see how each of them change throughout the the film
0: man i really want to watch i want to watch this again now that we're just talking about it even though i just yeah, watched it's, it last week
1: and like what my i think so moving on i think my favorite moment or the one of the most memorable moments is i remember they were talking about the knife right and then henry fonda comes up and then like slams the knife on the table and oh, that whole, the same,
0: like identical knife
1: which i don't think you're actually i mean that seems kind of illegal, but whatever. It's it's very dramatic and cool. So
0: Oh, yeah, like, it definitely was legal. They yeah, were all freaking out about it.
1: Yeah, don't take don't take a knife into the jury room. That's a very bad idea if you ever got called on jury duty. Um, oh no, yeah,
0: they all freaked out when he did it when he pulled it out. They did say that.
1: Wait, yeah, he's such Henry Fonda jury eh? is such like a I don't know, he just seems he seems like such a good a guy, you know. He's you know there's something different about him and he's like and it's constantly like,
0: Oh yeah, you can keep you can keep going. Sorry,
1: like he's um his his whole outlook is that like you know like this kid's life's in our hands. We can't like it needs to be taken. It's a matter that needs to be taken very seriously. And if we're to like uphold the justice system, we have to like we have to do justice to the justice system and like not be so flippant about it. So like um I don't know. He's just like a very positive type of character. Um and he in terms of like uh I don't know. He's kind of like a a good role model for for most people, I think he's, like, a, a really positive, um, character, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and again, back to, like, um, I think him, his character, and what's his name from To Kill a Mockingbird would, like, I'd love to see, like, a conversation between... Oh, yeah,
1: Atticus them. Finch? He's Yeah, he's very, yeah. like, Atticus Finchian. Finchian? Mm. Lynchian? No, <laughs> yeah, but he's very, sort of, like, Atticus Finch in that, you know, he's the underdog, but he's very, like, um... He's very obstinate and adamant adamant about, you know, uh, bringing justice. Doing what's right. Doing what's right. Yeah, he's like the type of guy that's trying to do what's right. So, I really like his character. I think he's he's a very inspirational character. And then Lee J. Cobb is like interesting for like the
0: almost the opposite, like just about the opposite reason. Because on the other hand, he's the one that's like being like resistant to like admitting that he's innocent. The whole entire time, and he's kind of he, while Henry Fonda's character is like calm and collected the whole time. Lee Jay. C- Sorry about that. Um, I'm not doing anything anymore. We're just getting right back into it. Um, so we were talking about uh, how you were you you when it cut out. You mm-hmm. did mention that a good point that like. Lee J. Cobb's character is kind of like a foil for Henry Fonda's character. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's just the perfect way to put it. I, and then, um, I don't know. I think I think we basically summed it all up at, before it cut out. Um, I just really think, and then back to I really I wanted to talk about juror number nine, who was the old guy, Mm-hmm. and I think he was after everybody else. He was one of the most. He was one of the strong after after Lee J Cobb and Henry fund. I think he was one of the strongest presences.
1: If I remember, he was like, he was kind of undecided. Like, uh, obviously, at first he voted guilty, but then he was like the most open to like changing. Was that it? Or am I thinking? Of I think else? he was
0: one of the first. I think he was the first one to mm-hmm. flip over to mm-hmm. not guilty. Yeah. And he was like, really, even though he's older he was pro- one of the most. He was a lot more vocal than you'd expect. Like he was really like, uh, he was like. I, I think there were scenes parts where he was yelling at Lee J. Cobb's character and or yelling at. Um, he he was really like vocal, um, and I know there was one scene that we t- that they talked about in the film club, or just a fr- a couple frames, where they like zoom in on his face.
1: The old guy. I don't
0: know if you remember that. The older one. Yeah.
1: I don't, um, know if you recall that. I don't yeah I don't really recall that but
0: but there's a scene there's a frame where he's like talking and he has this like long dialogue I think about I, if I I don't remember the specifics but it was it was probably something along the lines of like the morality of the case and like I think he like was getting really mad at someone because they weren't take either weren't taking it seriously or were um not making like the point was he was talking to someone that was still saying he was guilty and they were mm-hmm. just like it was just on his face like really the camera was on his face really close and you could like see the emotion yeah in his eyes like as he was like giving this monologue about like the Mm -hmm. meaning of the case and why it was significant and all that kind of stuff and it was really i mean i think it was one of the most interesting like frames and sequences of the movie
1: yeah like the faces in this film i think the the image of the face is is a thing that stands out um i know in our film class we talked about like physiognomy and like microphysiognomy which is like uh you know the little not necessarily like your facial expressions but the sort of like mannerisms and the small like uh you know the little uh like tricks and muscles and very small details that you see in a face and i think yeah the the image of the face um and the faces of these 12 angry men uh yeah is is a big part of the movie and is uh partly due to their performance like, like again uh they all have very distinct faces and they give off uh and that contributes to their performance so yeah i also think it's, it's interesting like... how it oh yeah you can go
0: no no you keep going i i, I always do that i
1: it, can... yeah it's um it's henry Fonda and then the older gentleman at the end like there's a sort of epilogue and they like introduce each other like they say like their names or something and then they kind of oh, walk cool. out of the yeah so it's interesting that it's just him and then that guy um, that, that meet up at the end.
0: Yeah, and they were sitting next to each other because they're
1: 8 and 9. Yeah, they, they were next to each other, yeah.
0: So, I, I definitely... I yeah, Their relationship was definitely interesting and, like, they were definitely... I think there were parts when they had sidebars talking about, like, what was going on and, like, mm-hmm. if somebody was... Oh, yeah, I remember when... when, um... Juror number 9, again, the older gentleman, when... Henry Fonda was like trying to to share his like case. He was the the older guy was like the first one to be like, "Okay, I think we should we have a we he has a right to for us to listen and stuff like that, like defending him and like mm-hmm. making sure that he had a like he was like kind of like his right-hand guy the whole time." Yeah. Yeah. Um What was his reason for
1: voting guilty him? at the beginning? Did he have one? I wonder I don't remember.
0: Um, I remember they went that one of the first things they did was when they they went around
1: explained, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't remember remember? what he said. I think it was something like, um, it wasn't a really in-depth reason. Like he didn't have like evidence or anything. I think it was just like,
1: like, to do it just to do it.
0: Yeah. Something like that. I don't remember exactly what his reasoning was.
1: Some uh, Uh, other interesting Little details or just things. Isn't there like uh-huh. a whole thing where, uh, they they talk about, like the so they hear how one of the witnesses heard him saying like I'm gonna kill this person or I'm gonna kill him or something.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. And then kind so of yeah, it's kinda funny yeah. Like that.
1: they're kind of clever. And then
0: uh, I remember um. One of the cool things that where like Henry Fonda was kind of prove like tr- how, trying to prove the evidence wrong was like the whole part about the the train going mm-hmm. by and how that how the woman across the street wouldn't have been able to see that clearly without her glasses and then that whole thing yeah. about the glasses at the end. That and was then the, And then the train also was significant because like it didn't it meant that the guy would not have been able to hear him say I'm gonna kill you that clearly and then mm-hmm. oh and then the scene when. Henry Fonda gets the chairs out and he lays out the the area the to prove that the old man couldn't have like walked to the door that fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was neat.
0: Like it, it it's like stuff like that where he was like so dedicated into proving the innocence and like pro- and like digging deep into. And I think it, at at some point he was like Oh yeah, if he's in, if if we find out he's guilty, we're going to then I'll vote him guilty. It wasn't about just proving this guy innocent because Yeah, it was about it was about innocent.
1: getting the most having doing the most like thorough and like justified or you know, doing justice to the case. Is yeah, he again, like he wasn't about just proving him like innocent for the point for the sake of proving him innocent, but he just wanted to um not take it lightly and like actually do his job. Um right.
0: Yeah. And I think it was definitely because I I was obviously it's like in the beginning, they went around the circle and everybody was like, oh, yeah, the evidence is there. Oh, he this is it's just oh, it just makes sense, blah, blah, blah. And then when they asked him why he voted innocent, he didn't just be like, okay well, this evidence says that he's innocent. He was like, well, I I think that we need to just it it, it was it wasn't necessarily because he thought he was innocent. It was just because he wanted to reevaluate, just
1: evaluate like. Exactly. Um, or look at it from like a like a broader point of, view. or maybe just yeah, kind of reevaluate the whole situation and not not just like uh like so flippantly condemn. Yeah, him to like death. just
0: in two seconds.
1: Yeah. Side.
0: I mean, he was literally yeah. voting for innocent for the sake of I mean having so that somebody there would be some contention on the subject.
1: Yeah. Side note. Um, just a really random side note my mom was like called to do jury duty a couple weeks ago um actually no it was the week before i was no it wasn't a couple weeks it was the week when i was supposed to be dropped off at school it's so, like august something it, but it got canceled mm-hmm. but i was like but anyways like she was talking about it, i was like oh yeah did you watch have you heard of this movie called 12 Angry men and apparently she took film a uh, film class in college and then they watched this it was i think it was communications and they watched this movie in that class so I thought that was kind of cool um that's
0: yeah, that's interesting. If this is ever
1: called into, like, Jury Duty, this is, like, the movie I'm going to be thinking about. Like, this is just going to be no. in my head the whole time.
0: Even if it's just, like, a, it's, like, it's like for the most. It's, like, not even anything. It's, like, the
1: lowest. Like a, the speeding ticket. You have the jury.
0: Why would they have a jury for a speeding <laughs> ticket?
1: I don't know. And then, like, you get to be Henry Fonda and, like, <laughs> lay out the whole situation. Oh, my um, gosh. But yeah, so then you also have that one guy... The, the guy who's xenophobic and like kind of racist and they all sure kind 100%. of yeah there and wasn't a uh,
0: scene where they all stand and at the wall
1: when he's giving his rant yeah yeah so because it's kind of like they all just get up yeah because like um they're kind of taken aback by like the like the overtly prejudiced things he's saying yeah so so I mean and that's also sort of obviously there's um like what he's saying is wrong but then there's kind of a good feeling of solidarity among the other people like. Among the rest of them, where you can see like, among among us, but where they like kind of all kind of collectively stand against prejudice, and they're all like, "Hey, this you can't do that. Like that's inherently wrong." So, also it kind of adds. I mean, obviously this guy's in the wrong, but then it's kind of a feel-good moment to where like they're all standing against prejudice and they're kind of in solidarity against him, and then he kind of they kind of get him to change, um, or he kind of like, uh, why did he change? Did, don't they, like, put him in timeout? And then he kind of, like, has to think about oh, what yeah, he's saying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like they're standing in solidarity against prejudice. Yay. Cool definitely.
0: I also thought that the, um, I'm going to just gonna call him the Orioles fan. And the guy, that, the guy that said he, like, lived in the slums. And I thought he brought an interesting perspective to the whole thing. Because he was kind of, like, one of the most, like, real guy. Like, they're all obviously real, but, like, he had like the street smarts and brought it to the, yeah, to the yeah case, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I've used one of these knives before i I was I was in this guy's this kid's shoes, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because it's like he has he he there's somebody there that's like he has ethos, like, like he, has credibil- he has the credibility
1: he has the credibility in terms Definitely. of like having the experience. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah I do remember that, and it's also. Don't you, so the the juror the the um the main guy that we were talking about other than Henry Fonda his whole uh-huh. thing like he he's very adamant the whole time and then at the end it he reveals it, it's cuz like he has like a bad relationship with his like his kids and he's kind of like letting that like control I was just...
0: wondering I was a little confused on why he like yeah. what the whole thing was with the picture and stuff
1: Like he's just in denial I think he was just like emotionally in a bad place so then he was um he was just kind of uh projecting that onto this person onto the defendant i think okay and that then, makes sense so but then they like they get they like figure that out and then he eventually comes around and he like realizes like um like he can't just project his son onto this defendant person and this this kid so
0: huh that's interesting
1: i think that's what it was i'm not sure but yeah, i just yeah, remember yeah. like
0: yeah i think that's, I th- that sounds about right
1: like he was projecting his like anger and his like denial and and like his uh you know, anxieties and everything from his son onto this to the defendant. Yeah, sort Because I
0: mean, there definitely was the whole thing where like you'd start to realize that like his his as he as the numbers dwindle on who thinks he's there that he's guilty, his case starts to unravel. And it's starts to yeah. like become clear that like he has no real basis on why. Yeah. Because you know, like, I yeah. mean it becomes a point where they literally proved everything that he said wrong and he's still kinda like unreliable. He's still clean
1: he's clinging on to it, yeah. Um
0: and I thought that was I th- I definitely found that like um captivating, I guess, kinda like slowly seeing him mm-hmm. like change. Um as well as everybody else. Either like they either changed quickly or, or not. Um, remember the guy with the gla- the salesman guy would like when he was bringing up that like whole thing when he was like, oh yeah, right when when a guy comes in with a pitch and he and he like starts to talk about like the sayings that they would say before they came in and like,
1: I think so. Oh, wait, I let's I get really... down
0: to the I, like he would he was just saying different ways to say the things like let's get down to business or whatever. Yeah, like there was uh, conversations like that. Also made it feel really real because they were like taking breaks and oh let's yeah, get this. They, there are a lot of things where they're fixed.
1: yeah, and they're like going to the bathroom and just like drinking water and stuff. So that adds like to the the realistic feel of the film. Like there are times where they just kind of they have a recess and they kind of like they go out and separate into little groups and they have little ch- chitter chatter about random things. Yeah, um, and it's
0: it, it's not just it's not a straight line. Like they're like oh should we take a vote. And then like they might have to ask twice because people aren't listening, and then somebody's like, "Oh yeah, I guess that's good." And, like everybody's not just, it's not just obviously not just yes or no questions. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It, it feels dynamic.
1: And then they reconvene like after the breaks they reconvene and they're kind of like sort of different people like they've it, there's like little uh micro changes within them sort of definitely. Um, in terms of so like do you want to move on to like the more like formal technical uh, stuff. Yeah, technical stuff. Yeah, because yeah. That's also a kind of big part. Um, apparently, so a lot of the beginning, uh, was sort of they obviously. So the whole movie is contained within this room, and as yeah. the movie kind of goes on, it definitely feels more and more kind of cramped, um, and claustrophobic. I think that's what the effect they're going for, um, because at the first like third of the movie, um, was shot from like above eye level, so it kind of gives it a more open and i think with like wide angle lenses so it, things appear to be more open and as it goes on like the middle third i think was shot shir- was shot at eye level and then at the end um was shot below eye level so then that sort of gives the figures kind of a more intimidating presence and they're also shot i think from with like a uh telephoto lens so the the with a more deeper depth of field so like as the movie goes on that tension between the characters is kind of uh, reflected within the formal elements and the uh, kind of the camera work and all that of the, of the film, the framing and all that.
0: And that's like, it's so not just the characters, but the whole movie itself, it feels like it could have came out last year. I know. Yeah. Like stylistically plot wise, like it's, it's so it feels so ahead of its time. Like it's like, I think, and it does, it doesn't just feel. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it it doesn't feel like a lot of the other movies that came out around that time. It just seems it feels very different and very modern.
1: And like there's something for it. very very uh kind of transcendent from the uh, how am I supposed to say it? like you know it feels like timeless? a touchstone so like for yeah, time timeless exactly sort of like 2001 a space odyssey like it's a movie that kind of just exists outside of time and it's like and it's not tied to like the time it was the period in which it was exactly. made it feels very universal and exactly. again that's why that's why it's not like a pretentious like snobby movie like anyone can watch it and then kind of take something away from it yes. um yeah and i I'd, I'd definitely say it's it's an a plus movie for me like i think it it does everything very well it's super simple but everything's very um everything's done with precision and with purpose especially the the formal parts of it and it's just yes. a really engaging movie so i really like 12 angry men
0: um i would i i second that and I, I wanted to mention you were talking about the camera yeah one of the people in the club mentioned this it's 1957 so we don't have handheld tiny little cameras i i i'm thinking about the camera work with it oh, being yeah. a closed room
1: this, like, hot, yeah, and with with literal bodies. I mean, the bodies obviously, if you're thinking like when they're filming this, bodies generate heat, and there's 12 of these, these ink, anger... <laughs> there's 12 of these, man. It's a, this is a hot room, and they, yeah, like you're saying, they got this huge camera, and the, kind of the maneuvers they do, like around the table, must have been kind of hard to pull off.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And like the cut, and then if they, because obviously they can't just, I mean, it's obviously not one take, but it's filmed as if. -hmm. I mean, I don't remember any distinct, like fades to black or anything like that. I mean, there might have Mm -hmm. been one, but it was basically yours. It was meant to feel like you were there for the whole hour and a half that they were talking,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so they had to have cut in. I mean, they must have cut. I mean, they they couldn't have done it all in one take, so they had to have cut in some unique ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It just it it was, and again, it felt like a play to me too. Hmm. Like it. It felt like I was sitting there, like seeing them in person. Yeah. Um. And I think that also part of the thing about that zooming in on the people's faces and getting the details and stuff like that, I think that also contributed to it. Is like I can see them. I felt like I could see. I feel like feel that what they're like. I. It was like radiating off of them. Like the emotions, yeah, their
1: energy like, and the emotions kind exactly. of yeah. They do. They definitely do radi- off. Radiate off of them. It's a movie I really want to rewatch. There's just talking about it makes me excited to like rewatch it sometime. Exactly, and I said and that
0: and I literally watch it less than like a week ago.
1: <laughs> and it's like a movie that like, um, I don't know. I feel like they, if they could show it to like kids in like elementary, I mean, not maybe not elementary school, but maybe like middle oh school. And I think, but no, but I think like it has, it has good moral messages, and I think definitely it's, it's and it's, um, obviously there's, it's it's. Like I said, sort of feel good, um, because he's a, he's an upst the moral upstander Henry Fonda. He's kind of like a yeah, and he he remains he gets the moral victory. He's victorious at the end. So I feel like it has a good message, and I think, um, I mean, I feel like it would be, it'd be a good kind of cool thing to put on for like, oh, younger younger people because I think it's it's access- it's just accessible for them. Maybe not like obviously like elementary school kids, but maybe like middle school kids. I think it'd be a good thing for kids to watch. I think.
0: For sure. I mean, it's definitely, some, and it's something you can talk about in a lot of senses. Plot, well, I mean, cinematically, um, narrative, like the narrative style, like the narratively, you could talk talk about it in an English class. You could talk about it in a film class. You could talk about it in a like a uh, civics I mean, class because yeah. like
1: do do you process of law right? I... <laughs> what what? <sighs> what's Where was wrong i going with that were you being serious
0: what was that a joke
1: you're joking no right? no it's like you could, it's like a courtroom drama right this it is has what nothing
0: it, to do with the actual process of the american law system whatever like, there's it's, no it,
1: details it, it's, a, it's a night remember the movies that we watched in civics class what did they actually have to do with like oh hotel rwanda that was critical thinking. That wasn't civics. Oh,
0: oh, yeah. I I blended together.
1: Well, we watched we watched Operation Valkyrie.
0: Okay, that's very, um, that was so
1: historically accurate. They definitely spoke English. Anyways, anyway. yeah. So, no, but I don't know. AP government, AP US. Government. My point is, it's <laughs> it's
0: multifaceted and it's got a lot to it, and it's got and it's very interesting, and it's got a. It's like you said, it's definitely got a great message. Imagine if. I was thinking about this terrible thing, but what if. Um, it, like, redid
1: it the, with, like, new, like, celebrities and something? I was
0: going to say that, but that's not what uh, I was going to say just now. Okay. Um, what I was going to say is imagine if they, if the end, because they're walking down the court, y- like, the courtroom steps, and they're all, like, going their separate ways. What if, like, the kid just came out and just went on a rampage, and then the movie ended? Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, all that, and then he ended up being, like,. A serial killer.
1: Oh, no. And then, and then so the, bad. Then they do, they, like, a, a sequel, and it's, like, a, a slasher movie, where, like, they're, like, it's, like, 13, 12 angry, 12 scared men, and they're, like, running around hiding in these buildings, and this kid's coming around, like...
0: No, they get together, and they have to, like, like, defeat him.
1: No, or they, like, he takes them out one by one, sort of, like, how, like, oh, gosh. they're, like... So then there's only one left at the end. And it
0: and would it's, be Henry Fonda. It's Henry
1: Fonda, yeah.
0: And he has to, he, he like, reasons with him.
1: He's, like... No, you're better than this.
0: Okay, we're. I think we're going down a rabbit hole right now. Um, anyway, anyway. Did you have any? I think we're. Uh, I think it's about time for closing. Yeah. Statements. Yeah.
1: No, I really um, like. I, I like this movie. Kinda,
0: yes, for sure. And it's on the Criterion Collection. Don't you have it on there?
1: I do. I think this is the first one I got. Um, and I
0: think I'm. I'm definitely. Pl- I'm planning on. I'm getting it when the sale comes this November. And
1: it's a movie I would really it. want. Oh yeah, really nice. Yes. And it's something I really want to rewatch. Just the simplicity, just kind of, it's fun to watch Unfold, I think. It's a, um, it'd be an interesting movie to watch, to see Unfold, knowing what happens, and then just paying attention to, like, the formal elements and all that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, I give it an A. Yeah, me too. Five stars on Letterboxd. That's what I give it. Perfect.
1: There's nothing I change about it.
0: I think this is our first, uh, Perf I think this is I mean I guess quote unquote perfect movie that we've talked about. I think
1: so, yeah. Yeah, we haven't talked about it a ton. Like most of them are like bees or whatever. So I mean
0: we did do well, I'm not gonna even say what we do, but I'll after we're done recording. Um But yes, I definitely I mean if you've seen it already, go watch it again.
1: Yeah, this is a timeless classic. It's well deserved yes. of praise.
0: Like Wizard of Oz.
1: Or uh, 2001 a two thousand one
0: space odyssey, Star Wars.
1: Speaking of, we were at the the, the screening for Doctor Strangelove, and someone said they liked Doctor Strangelove better than two thousand one space odyssey.
0: I have not seen either, so I have no uh, opinion on that.
1: Well, that's kind of um, like Kubrick blasphemy. But hey, that's cool. He has his own opinion. So yes, respect.
0: That's what we lo- That's what we all are. What we do yeah. in the film community. We respect each other's opinions. Unless, unless toxic. No, no one you, in the film community is toxic or has, or fights, yeah. or anything. Everyone loves everyone. everyone. Exactly.
1: Yeah. all we, we all coexist in harmony, right? There's no judgment. or. Yep. Everyone's yeah.
0: free to have their own opinion on everything.
1: Unless you're angry and male okay, and there's uh, 12 of said, you. I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell.
0: And you just wasted the last hour of your life listening to real geeks.
1: If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks, please be sure to follow us on social media at the real real geeks for the latest news and updates.
0: Also, be sure to leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Let us know and we'll be sure to take a look.